0: Ephesians chapter number four we're going to preach from Ephesians 4 but we're going to read more than just Ephesians chapter number four amen how many of y'all enjoy reading your Bible all right how many of y'all like to come to church and read your Bible I think it's good that a preacher reads the Bible in church I say a lot I've done it myself I'm guilty of it at times I'll preach, I'll take one verse and preach, and and that's all good, but I I really like it when somebody just opens up the Bible and shows me things that maybe I hadn't seen or reminds me of things that maybe I haven't seen, all right? Ephesians chapter number four, if you're there, say amen. Amen. All right, we're going to do, we're going to read one verse, and then we're going to go back, then we're going to come back, then we're going to read more. Is everybody all right? All right, so let's start off with verse number one. The Bible says this, I therefore... The prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. This is Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. Everybody look here. This is Paul writing to Gentiles. All right. Now the reason I want you to know that because unless you are full-blooded Jew in here and do I have any full-blooded Jews in here? Unless you're a full-blooded Jew, and I ain't talking about trying to con somebody down on money. Is everybody all right? You are a Gentile. So therefore, he is writing to us. Is everybody with me? So Paul starts this thing out, and he says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, he's referring back. When we see therefore, we have to look back and see what it's there for. And so he is referring back to chapter number 3, where he lets them know in chapter number 3 that God has called him to be a preacher to the Gentiles. All right? But he says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. So there's another part of this. Not only is Paul uh, uh, a prisoner of the Lord, and he has expounded on that, In chapter number three, but this being called, this worthy, walking worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called, we have to go back to Ephesians chapter number one and Ephesians chapter number two. So we'll go back and we'll just cover some verses in Ephesians one and Ephesians chapter number two, more so Ephesians chapter two, we'll probably read the whole chapter if you will, but in Ephesians chapter number one in verse number uh, um. Let's start with verse number 3, but we're going to concentrate on verse number four, five, six, and 7, all right? So here's where we go. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Everybody say amen. amen. We got blessed with all spiritual blessings. Isn't that good? The Bible says, According as he hath chosen us. Everybody all right? If you're saved in the building tonight, he had chosen us. How did he choose us? In him, in Christ. Is everybody all right? We get all hung up on this word election, but the fact of the matter is when you get saved, you become God's elect. Why? Because you are in him. And he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. In other words, there is no other way to be God's elect except through him, and that was decided before the foundation of the world. But now that we're saved, we are, he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Somebody ought to shout and run around the building. According to the riches of His grace. God did all of that for you and I. We didn't have no part in it. Somebody say amen. I didn't wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm just going to be one of God's elect. I didn't wake up one day and say, I'm going to be predestined to be accepted, to be adopted by God. I didn't wake up that way. God did all of that work in me when I received Jesus Christ. It was through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. His blood shed, that blood made atonement for my sin. And because I trusted in that blood, because I trusted in that sacrifice, because I have trusted in Jesus Christ as my Savior, I am redeemed. I'm purchased back. I'm bought back from the fall of Adam. Is everybody all right? Amen. Now let's move on to chapter number two. Y'all ready? And this is what it says in chapter number two. In verse number one, we're going to read the whole chapter, Miss Carrie. so try to keep up, all right? And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. That was me. That was me. The Bible says that I was dead in my trespasses and sin before Jesus Christ, before I came to a knowledge of him, before I accepted him as my personal savior. According to the Bible, I was dead in my trespasses and sin, but the Bible says, go back to verse number one. The Bible says, and you hath he quickened, and that word quickened there means made alive. So in other words, there was a time that I was dead, but when I received Christ, he quickened me or made me alive. Here it goes. He gave me life. Why? Because he is the resurrection and the life. (laughs) And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. I got my hand raised because everything is describing me right now. The Bible says, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past. Everybody say all. All All had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Say, preacher, I wasn't by nature the children of wrath, according to the Bible, for all of sin and come short of the glory of God, as it is written, "There is none righteous, no, not one." The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Hey, you were and all, and at some point in your life, before you got saved, you were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. <laughs> See, that's who you were. Everybody all right? That, that's, who, that's who I was. That's who you were. That's who we were. But I got news for you. God did something to fix that, all right? So what did God do? Let's look at verse number four. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. <laughs> hey, did y'all get that? Just the verse before, we were by nature the children of wrath. And in this verse, his rich mercy comes upon us and his great love, wherewith he loved, that's past tense, us. That means while we were sinners. Anybody with me? How about God commended his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, what did God do? We, we knew we were children of disobedience. So, God, in His great love, wherewith He loved us, verse number five, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us or made us alive together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Everybody, look at me. I'm already there. I'm already there. You can't take it away from me. I'm already there. He's done raised me up. I'm already there. It's as if I'm sitting with him right now. Why? Because of what he did for me. Is everybody all right? All right, so why did he do it? I'm glad you asked. Verse number seven, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us Through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. How did he do it? I'm glad you asked. How did God do it? Verse number 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. (laughs) It didn't have nothing to do with me. He did it all. It was grace. God done it for me. He did it for me, and I didn't deserve it. And so so and, and we move on to this, what we are now, I'm glad you asked, all right, for we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. Who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at that time ye were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. And strangers from the covenants of promise. Having no hope and without God in the world. But now. In Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh. How? By the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. Verse number 14. For he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man. So making peace, it gets better, y'all stay with me. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you, which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Boy, I could do some preaching right there. I could take you over to Hebrews chapter number 10 and we can see the veil rent from top to bottom and we'll know from Hebrews chapter number 10 when the veil was rent, the veil is his flesh. It was his body and when he died for you and I and his flesh was rent on that cross, he gave you and I access to God the Father. Now verse number 19, now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into a holy temple in the Lord in whom ye also are built together for a habitation of God through the spirit in other words I'm the temple this is what this verse is saying. Now God lives in me. In whom, also, in whom ye also are built together for in a habitation of God. A dwelling place for God. And God lives in me through the Spirit. Is everybody all right? Amen. Now let's go to verse, chapter number four. <laughs> chapter number four. Paul says, I therefore... The prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation (laughs) wherewith you are called. See, you can't understand the vocation wherewith you are called until you go back to chapter 1 and chapter 2. In chapter 1 and chapter 2, we see the grace of God. We see the mercy of God. We see the love of God. We see the adoption of God. We see everything that God did for us. And so Paul says, because of all of that, you should walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you're called. Is everybody all right? Verse number two: With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope, uh, in one hope of your calling one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. <laughs> but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity uh, captive and gave gifts unto men. Oh, we're going to have some fun tonight. Now that he ascended, what is it that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind above doctrine. By the sleight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things. Which is the head, even Christ from whom the body, the whole body, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body into the edifying of itself in love. This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, Being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness and with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. At three more verses. That you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you may put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Man, we could go home right now. We could go home right now because God has already, he's done loaded up our, our, our plate. We've done seen how God, how good God has been to us in chapter 1 and chapter number 2. We didn't go into chapter number 3, but Paul says God brought this message, this mystery to the Gentiles being us. And God included us in it in chapter number 3. Paul, he used as a vessel to teach us and to reveal to us this mystery And then we get to chapter number four and Paul says, since God has done all this for you, you and I ought to do something for him. And not only are we should do something for him, but he's given us some things so that we can do something for him. (laughs) Is everybody all right? Uh, can Can I go back to chapter number three and just read you two verses? Verse 20 and 21, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Jesus does the work in us. And so therefore we're to walk worthy of our calling. But we do so in the power of God. Man, I, I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to tell you right now. But there are so many Christians that are trying to walk. They're trying to walk in, in, in the power of themselves. And they're falling and tripping over themselves all the time because they've never, they've never tapped into the power of God that's available in you and I. Why? Because he lives in us. But tonight, I want to preach on this thought. You matter. Amen. Uh, Y'all with me? We'll do, we'll be quick, all right. I want you to notice first off the grace that's extended. I'm not going to go back and preach all this because I did a lot of read. I did a lot of preaching just by reading. All right, is everybody all right? I, just by reading, we see the grace that was extended to us. It wasn't. We wasn't worthy of it. The Bible says that we were dead in our sins. We were dead in our trespasses. The Bible says that He made us alive. The grace that is extended to you and I. It wasn't because I earned it. It wasn't because I was a good person. It wasn't because God said, "You know what? I think He's worthy of something." No. It was. It was by God's grace. And God's grace alone, that grace was extended to me, that grace was extended to you. We see it in our atonement, we see it in our adoption, we see it in our approval. The grace that was extended to you and I. I need somebody to understand something this morning or tonight, that it, without God's grace, you'd be burning in hell. Amen. We, 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 see, getting saved ain't just getting you a little ticket to go to heaven getting salvation means you were saved from something and what you were saved from was the wrath of God and if you go and study the wrath of God it wasn't what you and I are living in today it is hell and that grace, God extended grace you and I deserved it but God extended that grace to you and I you matter what I'm trying to tell you is God loves you you matter you matter Paul said, "Hey, listen gentiles. Hey, the Jews are try to tell you that they're the chosen people and you're not worthy of it and you can't do this and you can't do that." He said, "But I want you to know something. God went through great lengths to provide a way of salvation for you. He chose it before the foundation of the world." That those that are in Christ, He chose, He made this election before the foundation of the world. That He would come to the Gentiles and those that, those that were in Christ, He would choose them, predestinate them to eternal life. Is everybody all right? So we see the grace that's extended. Number two, we see the gifts that equip. Hey, you matter. You matter. Is everybody all right? Let's look at the gifts that are equipped. Verse number 7 and verse number 8, the Bible says this. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So we see we get a, we get a divine gift. We get Christ. We see wherefore he saith when he is, or excuse me, but verse number 7. Uh, no, where am I? No, verse number 8. Wherefore he saith when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. Look here. And gave gifts unto man. The gifts that equip. In other words, here we got grace was extended to us, but that ain't all we got. God gave us some things. And according to this verse, God gave gifts unto men. That ain't just, I need everybody to look at me right here. That ain't just the males in the room. He gave gifts unto all of us, to men, to human, to, to humankind, mankind. He gave gifts to us. Is everybody with me? The gifts that equip, they are divine gifts. They were given by God. They are diverse gifts. They're different. Say, hey, preacher, how do you know they're different? Verse number 11. Verse, verse number 11 says this, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. So we know that they're not only, are they divine gifts given by God, everybody has been given, by the way, every one of you has been given the gifts. Everybody all right? Preacher, I ain't got no gifts, you're denying the Bible, because the Bible says that God gave gifts unto men. So we've all been given a gift, we've all been given gifts, and they're, they're not only divine gifts, but they are diverse gifts, they're not all the same. Not all of us are the same, I need somebody to say amen. I am. Th- I thank the Lord that ain't but one Robbie Harrington in this church. I thank. I need, I thank the Lord that ain't but one Frank in this church. I thank the Lord. Look, are you laughing? But I thank the Lord that ain't but one of you in this church. <laughs> Why? Because we couldn't handle another one. God gave each one of us gifts, and they're all different. We're all different. That means that I'm not competing with you. That means that you don't have to compete with me. That means you don't have to be like me. I don't have to be like you. Because God gave me a gift and God gave you a gift. I didn't get to choose it. I didn't, get to, I, I didn't have a say so in it. I didn't get to say, God, this is what I want to do. I don't care what you want to do. God gave men gifts. He didn't ask us which ones we wanted. He gave us gifts, and the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12 that those gifts, we could get even farther into these things, but the Spirit, it gives us those gifts, and He doesn't doesn't, uh, uh, negotiate with us as to what we want. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that God has given you a gift. You didn't get to choose it, (laughs) and since you didn't get to choose it, you don't get to choose when or how it's used. Is everybody all right? God's given them to us. He's given us these gifts, these gifts that equip. They are divine gifts. They are diverse gifts, and they are developing gifts. Say, how do you know that, preacher? I'm glad you asked, verse number 12. Verse number 12, he says that he gave us, some of us apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. Now look at me. Ain't none of y'all perfect. Look up here. Ain't none of y'all ever going to be perfect. Amen. I just, I'm just going to go ahead and help y'all, all right? Not here, anyhow. You, you, you'd be perfect up there, but you're not going to be here, all right? You're not going to be. So this doesn't have anything to do with perfect, without blemish, without spot. That ain't what that has to do with. For the perfecting of the faint, uh, saints here, it means the maturing. Right. The maturing, the equipping. These are gifts that equip. God has given gifts to man to equip us To build up others, to help others mature for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Listen here, if you're saved in this building, I want you to raise your hand. You are part of the body of Christ. You are a part of the body of Christ. And these gifts have been distributed to you and I for the purpose of maturing each other. Building up each other for the work of the ministry. Miss Lucy, raise your hand. Raise your hand, Miss Lucy. Raise your hand. Right. Uh, 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 Miss Miss Mary Ellen, you raise your hand. All right, you have a gift, Miss Mary Ellen, that Miss Lucy needs. You have a gift, Miss Lucy, that Miss Ellen needs. Is there Miss Mary Ellen needs? Is everybody with me? All right. Here, here's how it works. Her gift Works in the ministry to help build up Miss Mary Ellen over there. That's right. To help mature Miss Mary Ellen over there. Miss Mary Ellen, her gift works to mature her, and she needs it. Amen. Just cause she listen here, just cause she's a little older doesn't mean that Miss Lucy is mature. <laughs> so God has given somebody a gift to help her mature in her walk. I'm not making fun of Miss Lucy. I'm not trying to degrade Miss Lucy at all. I'm just saying she's not perfected. She's not to her maturity level, and none of us are. Is everybody all right? And so the gifts that are given to the younger ladies help the older ladies, and the gifts that are given to the older ladies help the younger ladies. Why? Because we're the body of Christ, and we all work together, and God's given us these gifts to help one another. See, these gifts that equip, they're divine gifts, they're diverse gifts, but they're developing gifts. They're not not to be hid. They're They're not to be put on a shelf. They're not to be left at home. They're not to be put in your pocketbook when you get into church. God has given you a gift to help develop other people in the church. To help build up others. So we see the gifts. We see the grace extended. We see the gifts that equip. Number three, we see the growth that's expected. All right, so we, we got this grace extended to us, and God give us these gifts, and these gifts are for us to build up one another and to help each other, the perfecting of the saints or the maturing of the saints, so there is a growth that is expected in every single one of us. Verse number 13 tells us a little bit about it. It says, till we all come in the unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The Bible says that's growth that is expected. What do you mean by that, preacher? You and I, as we gain knowledge of God, as we gain knowledge of Jesus Christ, we mature into a perfect man. That doesn't mean without sin. That means we mature, all right? And to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That means every one of us, and stay with me right here, are becoming more like him. Amen. <laughs> I, I'm expected, that's a growth that is expected. God doesn't expect you to be Jesse. God expects you over time to be conformed to the image of his son. And how does that happen? It happens by the gifts that God gives the body of Christ to help build up, mature, and grow each other. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not who I want to be. I'm not Jesus. Somebody say amen. Amen. Say it with me. I'm not Jesus. Y'all say it. Yeah, you're not Jesus. But that's our goal, to conform to his image. That means I want to be more and more like Jesus. Amen. It's a process. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God made me a new creation. He lives inside of me. He gives gifts to men that help build me up for the purpose that I become more like his son. Amen. That's the growth. That is expected. It's a maturing growth. The Bible says unto a perfect man. It's a measurable growth. The Bible says unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. I I put this as a measurable uh, growth because many of us, we can look at our life and say, we ain't grown much. I'm going to go over to this side because Brother David's giving me a mean look back there. Is everybody all right? You got to watch your face now. Y'all remember when you was growing up, your mama would put you on the wall and make a little pencil mark? Y'all remember that? Unless you had a mama that wanted to keep the house clean and everything else and was, oh, you know what I mean. Anyhow, but we, we measured growth. But so many Christians. How long have you been saved? Five years. How long have you been saved? Ten years. How long you been saved? 12 years. How long you been saved? Over 20 years. (laughs) Is everybody all right? Then you have these other ones. How long you been saved? A year. How long you been saved? Two years. How long you been saved? Three years. Is everybody with me? Hey, you know where you're at. I ain't. I am not even going to preach that. But it's a measurable growth. You can look back on your life and say, "Am I becoming more like Christ, or am I right where He found me?" Am I right where He found me, or am I becoming more like Christ? It's a measurable growth. It's a meticulous growth. (laughs) Verse number fourteen. That he or that we henceforth be no more uh, uh, um, uh, children tossed to and fro uh, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up, say it with me, into him in all things. It is a meticulous growth. Another word that word meticulous means this it is a detailed, it is a detailed or a defined growth. I'm not just growing, I'm growing into Him in all things. There's a lot of Christians growing in the wrong. I need, I'm going to move over here and say it on this side. There's a lot of Christians that aren't growing up into Him, they're growing, they're growing more ornery. They're growing in their complaints. They're growing in their murmuring. They're growing in their bitterness. They're growing. Is everybody all right? But that's not what God wants us growing in. He wants us growing in Him unto all things. The growth that's expected. Brother Chip, help me out with that illustration, if you will. We see the grace that's extended. We see the gift that's equipped, or the gifts that equip. We see the growth that is expected. God expects growth out of us. He's given us these gifts. He's given them to the body of Christ for the perfecting, for the edifying, for the building up, for the maturing of the believer. Why? So that we will grow. How are we going to grow? In Christ. We're going to grow into him in all things. Why? Because he is the head, even Christ. Now, this is going to be real crazy. All right, is everybody with me? Y'all see my puzzle? Man, I wish, thank you, brother. I wish I had something greater for you, but you, this just going to have to do. Does everybody see that? I had another puzzle somebody made. It's a big old puzzle. We went to try to take that thing apart, and one of y'all glued it all together, all right, so it won't come apart. So I had to go steal something from the kids. Everybody see it? Can you all see it? I asked Brother Dalton to do me a favor. He gave, he gave some of you a puzzle piece. How many of you got it? How many of you got it? Raise your hands. Don't be shy. How many of you got it? Okay. All right. All right. Cool. I'm fixing to. I'm fixing to get you involved. All right. Because here, here, here is the glue that edifies. This verse has been on me for like three or four weeks. If you've been in my Sunday school, if you've been in my college class, you know this verse. I just can't leave it alone. This verse is something that I, I, I heard a preacher, just read this verse, and it was like, It's verse number 16. Verse number 16, the Bible says this. It says, from whom the whole body. Hey, remember when we raised our hands and we all said that we're the body of Christ and we're saved, remember that? All right, everybody raise your hand. You're the body, all right? So, here we go. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted glued. What brings us together? You know what brings us together? The gifts. Jesus. The gift of Christ and the gifts that was given to us. That's what brings us together. Stay with me. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. Every joint. Oh I'm on. I'm gonna get over on this side. Y'all look over here. Every joint supplieth. That means that every single one of us in here has something to offer. Every single one of us in here has something that completes puzzle. It ain't just the preacher. Everybody has a piece of the puzzle that brings it all together. Is everybody with me? And when your piece is missing, there's a gap. When you're not here, there's a piece missing. The body can't be built. It can't be edified. It can't be matured because God's given you a gift and it ain't here. (laughs) Y'all want an invitation now or y'all want to put the puzzle together? See, y'all got all quiet on me right there. So many of us, we got this argument of why we don't need to be in church. But there's really no argument when you look in the Bible. Because from whom the whole body, not just some of the body, not just part of the body, not just a few of the body parts, not just a few of the pieces, from whom the whole, say it with me, the, the whole body, the whole body, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies. That means, hey, I need you. I need. I, I, that means I need you. That means I need you. That means I need you. I don't even know what church y'all come from, but I need you. Is everybody hearing me? They're not members of our church, but they're part of the body. Right. That's right. They raised their hand, said they were saved. Is everybody all right? They might not be members of the church, but they're part of the body, and therefore I need them. Right. Right. They need me. Right. Might not feel like it. <laughs> might not want to admit it, but I need you. You need me. We need each other. Why? The whole, say it with me, the whole body. If you got a puzzle piece, come put this puzzle together. Come on, come on, get up, come put this puzzle together. This ought to be comical. It probably take three and a half hours right here. <laughs> and I want y'all to know this is a hundred-piece puzzle. It should not take that long. Me and Miss Michelle and me, Miss Michelle and my daughter put it together in about five minutes. All right, I'm talking about all of it. So it, it shouldn't be that hard. Don't get scared. Go up there and help one another. The whole body fitly joined together and compacted. It's the glue. Is everybody with me? It's the glue that holds us together. It's what helps us. And it takes everybody putting their piece. Y'all stay with me. Y'all getting all, caught. hey listen, y'all getting all, you're getting getting sidetracked and you're, you're being entertained. It takes every piece He's done put his piece in, and it made the picture more complete. He's done put his piece in, and the picture is more complete. It, you understand? Don't miss what I'm trying to teach you right here. You have a part, and when you put your piece in, it helps complete the picture. Amen. It may seem like Nothing. It may, seem like, it may seem like, man, this is, why, is he got up there? why is he up there with a 100-piece puzzle that some four-year-old can put together? Because the average Christian does not understand how much and how important their piece of the puzzle is. Because without their piece of the puzzle, we don't get the whole picture. Amen. And everybody is still trying to put four pieces of puzzle in there. <laughs> God help us. I, I, I didn't even mean it to be this way. But when everybody does their part, we have the body of? We didn't even think about that, but that was pretty doggone good. KK's like, whoa. When everybody does their part, we had the body of Christ. The whole body fitly joined together, compacted by that which every joint or every piece supplieth, According to the effectual working and the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love the building up of our body, of the body of Christ in love Amen. is when you're here putting your peace in, sharing your gift that God gave you for the purpose of perfecting the saints. See, it's the, it, it, it's the glue that edifies. The, con, the, the congregation, all of us, the whole body, there are contribution the joint supply every joint supply every one of us that's a contribution is the gift that God gave us that's your contribution to church everybody all right right. you didn't come to church you don't come to church just to sit on a pew you don't come to church just sit in a chair you have a gift that God has given to you and you're to use it why to build us up to edify the church to help us to mature to help us to look more (laughs) <laughs> like Christ. The conclusion. If you're not here, there's a piece missing. If you're not here, there's a piece missing. Well, preacher, I just I can't I can't be at church at all the time. All the grace that was extended to you. Mm. All the grace that was extended to you. The gifts that were given to you. Because God said somebody needs what you have. And we make a decision and say, you know what? They don't really need my peace. I think I'll just... I think I'll do something else. We'll have a Sunday fun day. You know what? I'm tired. It's been been a long week. I'll just stay home. (laughs) Y'all getting quiet. Let me ask you something. Do you realize that when you're not here, there's a piece of the body that's missing? Lastly, the genesis that's exhibited. I want somebody to give me a high-five after this thing is done because I got the word Genesis in a point. (laughs) Genesis means a beginning. It means a new beginning. Is everybody with me? This is the Genesis that's exhibited. When all of this works the way it's supposed to and everybody does their part, then we come over here to verse number 22 and it says... We put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. As I grow in Christ, as you help me to mature, as you build me up, I start putting off parts of the old man that have been hanging on. I need somebody to help me. I like all y'all to think that the old man's gone. The old man is not gone. You want to know how I know the old man's not gone? Somebody pull out in front of you. The old man will show up. The old man's liable to cuss somebody out. The old man's liable to shoot somebody a bird. The old man's liable to break check somebody. The old man's liable to run somebody off the road. The old man's liable to follow somebody wherever they're going and let them know that you ain't all the way saved. The more you come, the more you put into me, the more I put into you, the farther the old man gets. I I, I get to put him off. The former conversation, that means the former lifestyle. That means this time I just get upset, but I don't shoot you a bird. Because I've been built up. I've been matured. I've been perfected by the gifts that God has given to you that's helped me. So this is the Genesis, I, I, I'm becoming, I'm releasing some things, releasing the old man. But not only that, there's some renewing going on, verse number 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. If you get my devotion, you know, this is something we focus on, I got to get this right for everything out here to be right. And this is what they're saying. As you're helping me, as you're building me up, as you're, he- you're the missing piece. And as you're helping me, I'm releasing some things and I'm renewing some things. I, 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 in other words, I'm renewing, I'm being renewed in the spirit of my mind of how I'm to deal with situations. And ultimately, I got to change your raiment. Verse number 24. And that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. I'm not there. Now, I will say this. I've got a robe of righteousness. When God looks at me, he sees his son. I know that from chapters 1 and 2. But I still ain't got that true holiness down. But that's what I'm working towards. Because that, that, that new creation, that new man, he's after God is created in righteousness. And, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Him. Here's your picture of righteousness and true holiness. He's probably a little darker than that. Is everybody all right? us american people made jesus white jesus ain't white y'all is everybody all right right. just trying to help y'all out it'll be a blessing to you when you learn that all right some of you gonna be surprised be like what (laughs) 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 i thought he was blonde hair and blue eyed no (laughs) (laughs) tonight i hope you i hope you know this you matter you matter to God, He went to great lengths That's right. to save you. That's right. You matter to the church because God's given you great assets to help each and every one of us. That's right. And when you're not here, there's a piece missing Amen. of the body of Christ. Dalton, come to the piano. His bowed eyes closed with me. Maybe tonight you have not... Maybe it's, it, it said this. We read this. Therefore, remember. Maybe tonight you needed to hear how important you were to God, that you matter to God. Why don't you come down here? We sang, you do not owe me one thing. You do not owe me one thing. You sang it. You raised your hands. You was all into it. Come down here and thank Him. Come down here and just spend a little bit of time thanking God. For what he did in chapters 1 and chapters 2. To purchase you back. Maybe tonight you're struggling with, am I even important to the church? Do I matter? I want you to know you matter. Every single one of you, you matter. You matter to me. You matter to the one that you don't even know. That person that you don't even know their name. You matter to them. Why? Because God's given you a gift. God's given these gifts to you and I for the perfecting of the saints, for the maturing, for the edifying of the body of Christ. You matter. You matter tonight. Thank you. Thank God, not only for the gifts that he's given you and the purpose that he's given to you and the, and the way that he's using you, but thank God for all the people in the church, in the body of Christ that God has used to build you up. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for tonight. Lord, I, I pray as we go our separate ways, God, that the illustration, the sermon, that we'll we'll understand how important we are. Lord, in the grand scheme of things, what you're doing in our life, how you're working in our life, how important every single one of us is. Whether we have a title or whether we don't, God, we've all been given a gift, a divine gift. You have given to us, diverse, different than anybody else's, for the purpose of developing the saints. God, may we see that we're just as important as a preacher. Lord, we're just as important as as an evangelist, a missionary. Every single one of us supplies something to the body of Christ. We all benefit, Lord, from being together, fitly, compacted. having our needs supplied spiritually. God, thank you for the teaching tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd use it. Lord, we want to be a church that's conformed to your image. I want to be a preacher that's conformed to your image. I I, I want to pastor people that are conforming to your image. But God, it's going to take every single one of us A sermon's not going to do it. A song's not going to do it. It's going to take us all. Doing our part. Sharing our gift. Helping to build the body of Christ. Helping to mature the body of Christ. Lord, thank you for tonight. We love you. Let me say this before we leave. While your heads are still bowed. Tonight, we went back into chapter number one and we sing. God has chosen us before the foundation. He loved you before the foundation of the world. And in chapter number two, he tells us to what great extents he went. Even while we were sinners, even when we were dead in our trespasses and sin, he made a way. The Bible says he made that way through the shedding of his blood. He brought us into fellowship he tore down that middle wall partition what divided us that enmity tonight if you don't know Christ as your personal savior before we leave I want you to be honest with this preacher and say preacher I'm not sure I'm saved just so I'll know how to end the service if that's you tonight I want you to raise your hand preacher I do not know that I'm saved. Is there anybody like that? Just lift your hand right up. You can put it back down. Anybody like that? All right. Lord, according to the testimony of everybody in this building, Lord, we're saved, which means that we're a piece of the puzzle. So, Lord, I pray that everybody see their importance. I pray that every one of us know that we matter. God, I pray that you would use us. Lord, to build the church, to perfect the saints, to help each and every one of us conform to your, to the image of your son. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, amen. amen. You glad you come to church? Amen. Praise God. Well, y'all be careful getting out of here. Watch out. Don't run over no youngins. And uh, Lord willing, we'll see y'all Sunday at... 10 a.m., 9 a.m. If you sang in the choir tonight, in Jesus' name. All right, y'all be good.